Blog Talk Radio. It's time now for the Conqueror's Cafe Show. Your hour of empowerment and inspiration with your host, Twyla Reed, author of Broken Wings. Here we encourage you to spread your broken wings and keep soaring by the power of God as you transform your tragedies into empowering moments. Thank you for joining us today. We are here every Sunday night at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have a very special guest today that's here to share their testimony of hope and healing with us all. So don't move because you are definitely in for a treat today here on the Conqueror's Cafe. Good evening, good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Conqueror's Cafe. I am your host, Twyla Reed, also known as your tragedy strategy mentor. Happy Sunday, everyone. What an amazing day to just give God thanks for just being God all by himself. Well, guys, it is a rainy day here in Savannah, Georgia. It is storming, raining cats and dogs, and we are just going to believe God that he is going to hold back the storm uh, because we have an amazing show lined up for you all on today. As you know, I'm the author of Broken Wings, which is a true story of a mother's unwavering love for her son and the aftermath of a horrific car accident, which left him in a coma, paralyzed, and with a severe traumatic brain injury. That mother and son is my son and I. And this book is our journey through his recovery. It's our testimony of hope and healing of how we use prayer and perseverance to overcome the hardships that we endured during that time. I'm also the founder and CEO of Broken Wings Incorporated, which is a 501c3 nonprofit organization established to provide awareness about traumatic brain injury to communities while providing support, resources, tips, and prevention insights. We educate, empower, and enlighten brain injury survivors, caregivers, and family members by teaching them how to create the life that they desire in spite of the challenges and the devastation that accompanies head injury. We provide real-time working strategies to our ideal well-being. And a few of my books include Affirmations for the Mind, Body, and Soul, which is a guide for survivors of traumatic events. Oftentimes, after surviving a tragedy, we all know what can happen, right? Life can become chaotic. It can become very hectic. And you really feel like your life is over and that you're not going to make it. The challenges that you face can become so overwhelming that can really just push you into isolation. But this is the time that you cannot give up, and it's the time that you cannot give in. It's the time to truly understand the power of your words because it is through your words where you will find the strength and the will to turn that situation around. Through your words, you're going to find joy. Through your words, you're going to find peace, and you're going to realize that you actually possess the power to turn your tragedy into triumph. I'm also the author of the number one bestseller, What Do You Do When Caregivers Need Caregivers? So many times, caregivers never really stop to realize the importance of taking care of themselves while taking care of others. And being a caregiver now for almost 18 years, This month, June 18th, was the day that our lives were changed forever. 
June 18, 2001. And so this will be 18 years um, I've been um, in the role of, as a caregiver. And I was one who always put my needs on the back burner, whether the need was self-care or just taking a moment to just say, hey, self, get it together. I really had lost myself in the caregiving process. And in my book, I share techniques and strategies that every caregiver needs to walk away with a peace of mind and reassurance needed to continue on their caregiving journey. My newest book, Soaring by the Power of God, is a 31-day life-changing devotional that's designed to really just enable you to soar as the events of your life are transformed into empowering moments. Through daily readings and guided prayers, the intention is for you to increase your self-control and just discover happiness and hope and refocus your life on the things that really matter in life. This devotional is written for both men and women who are just seeking a more intimate relationship with, with, with Christ. We also um, have on our website uh, Bible study notebooks, prayer journals, and also planners. All books can be ordered from my website, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and Books a Million. Please visit my website at www.twilogreed.com to secure your copy today. Happy Sunday, happy Sunday. Um, I don't know if it's, well, for me, the rain, I actually love the rain, guys. I know some people say, oh, the rain, I don't like the rain, I don't like the rain. But guess what? Every day that you wake up and you get to give God praise, it is a happy day. So for that reason alone, happy Sunday. It's been an amazing day today. Again, just one that we should just be happy that God has graced us to see. Here on the Conference Cafe, we highlight authors, entrepreneurs, as well as survivors of traumatic events who really just made it out victorious and now are here to share their testimony of hope and healing with the world to offer encouragement and inspiration to others as they travel on their own personal journey. For today's episode or any of our other episodes, please visit our website at www.conferencecafe.com. We also invite you to like, follow, and share our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Conquerors Cafe. So if you or someone that you know has experienced a tragic event, I invite you to contact me. Let's create the life that you desire in spite of the challenges that you may be facing so that you too can become the strategist of your own destiny. I want to give a quick shout-out to our sponsors, Broken Wings Incorporated, a 501c3 nonprofit organization designed to provide awareness about traumatic brain injuries to communities while providing support, resources, tips, and brain injury prevention insights. So if you are someone you know as a survivor of a traumatic brain injury or a caregiver, please visit our website for more information at www.brokenwingsinc.org or please call 912-335-3799. Sister Scents, for personalized candles and gift baskets for any occasion, please contact Nishari Davenport at 205-514-0866. Shipping is available. Again, contact Nishari Davenport at 205-514-0866 for your custom-made personalized gift baskets 
and candles. If you live in the Birmingham, Alabama area and you're looking for an organization where your child can be a part of a team where together everyone truly achieves more, a place where dance is a part of who they are and they encompass unity like never before, then the Birmingham Slayers is who they need to connect with. Please contact Ms. V at 479-899-2618 for more details. If you're in Augusta, Georgia area, Praise Movement School of Dance has begun their 2019 summer dance camp. Uh, their motto is there's so much more than dance. They make disciples, train them up, and send them out. The camp will be held from Saturday, July 6th to Friday, July 12th, excluding Sunday. The camp is for girls ages 5 through 15. It will take place at Faith Outreach Church, 2664 Willis Foreman Road, Hepzibah, Georgia. You can register online at www.praisemovementdance.com. Please contact Lady I at 706-395-8544. If you have a business or an event that you'd like to have advertised on our show, please contact me at info at for more details. It is time for our scripture reading for this evening, and we will be coming from Psalm 130th, number 5. The 130th number, Psalm, verse number 5. And it reads, I wait eagerly for the Lord's help, and in his word I trust. I'm reading from the Good News Translation, and again, it reads, I wait eagerly for the Lord's help, and in his word I trust. I want to talk for a very brief moment from the topic, waiting when, waiting when. I wait for the Lord. My soul waits, and in his word I hope. This is the most blessed position of the believer. It runs counter to everything that is natural and therefore is all the more a supernatural grace of the gracious soul. This, my friend, is called the posture of faith. It is also the prayer posture. The Lord is ready to bless you when you trust in him. And, you know, most people really do not like to wait. We often get frustrated when we have to wait to be seated in restaurants or when we're waiting behind a slow car in the fast lane. <laughs> we always in, or we're always rushing, and we're always in a rush to just get to the next place or to the next thing. But sadly enough, this mindset often carries over into our spiritual lives. However, while most of us are in a hurry, it seems that God is typically not in a hurry. The scripture says he is slow at going about things and that he always has a plan and a purpose for everything. God often uses waiting to refine and to cultivate our character. It is a sign of humility. When we wait, we are actually patiently enduring. Therefore, maybe we should think of waiting on God less as submissively sitting around until something happens and more as actively attending to God and listening carefully to his voice. 
during the wait, we should be watching carefully for evidence of this moving in our lives in the world around us. For many of you that are listening to this who may be waiting for a miracle from God, you may be waiting for a dream to manifest or waiting to be delivered from some type of stronghold, you probably feel helpless and some of you maybe even feel abandoned. You feel as if you're doing nothing while you're waiting, but you're actually doing something very, very important. In fact, this waiting, this attending to God, may be the most significant spiritual work that you could possibly do. If you stop to think about this waiting, we're sometimes called to do, we can take great ease in knowing that God really isn't asking us to do anything he hasn't already done. In fact, we have the perfect example to follow when it comes to waiting. Jesus himself. God always has good reasons for making us wait, whether we see them or not. Waiting is a part of life and one of God's tools for developing us. The Bible is full of stories of people having to wait on God. And a few of those are Noah, Abraham, Moses, Joseph, David, Daniel, Paul, and there are so many others. Patience in waiting for small things leads to having patience in the bigger things. If we can't wait for God to do a small thing, then we certainly can't wait for the bigger things that he has in store for us. The soul waiting for God is the soul waiting upon God. The Lord often confines us up to this waiting for his intervention on our behalf, and he may Keep us waiting and watching in sincere and persistent prayer. He wants the best for us. So it's in the waiting for the Lord that keeps the soul waiting upon the Lord. You should get chills just thinking about that. And lastly, it is the posture of a patient waiting on the Lord. There is not a more God reverencing grace of the Christian character and patience. It is that Christian grace, the fruit of the Spirit, which will permit you to feel the freedom as you stand with dignity and quietness and obedience, surrendering all to Jesus. A soul waiting for the Lord is also a soul resting in the Lord. Waiting and resting. What better place to be as you wait upon the Lord? Remember, waiting wins. Amen, amen, amen. We have an amazing show lined up for you all on this evening. You all are in for a special treat, I tell you. Our guest is a published author, a true survivor. She's filled with wisdom to empower, educate, and enlighten you. So I want you all to sit back and relax, kick your feet up, grab your cup of tea as you prepare to be blessed by this true anointed vessel. But first, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back in a few moments. When we use our lives to bless others, it makes the world a better place. So I reached out to some of my friends that I know have blessed the world to encourage you to find a way 
hurt part. And I tell you, the song says, Lord, send a harvest, because every time that you bless me, I am going to bless somebody else. Welcome back to the Conquerors Cafe. I'm your host, Twyla Reed. Again, we have an amazing show lined up for you on this evening. Every time I hear that song, I think about this young lady because the mission that she is on right now, she's definitely blessing others. Brandy Benson is an American speaker, author, and founder of the premier employment service company, Resume Advantage. A former U.S. Army soldier, who is now the author of the acclaimed book, The Enemy Inside Me, and has been featured on radio, television, magazines, and the international media platforms, including ABC, NBC, CNN, Fox, New York Journal, and more. She holds a BA from Ashford University in Journalism and Mass Communications, and an MFA from Savannah College of Art and Design and Writing. So without further ado, I want you guys to help me in welcoming Ms. Brandy Benson to the show. Good afternoon, Brandy. How are you? I am doing so well. Thank you so much for having me this evening. Oh, thank you so much for being on the show. I'm truly honored to have you as a guest on the show. Um, I know that I, I did the intro, I read your bio, and all of that great stuff, but I just want you to say hello to our listening audience uh, just in your own words. Yes, um, so I am Brandy Benson. I You had a great introduction for myself. Um, I'm really excited to speak to your viewers and your listeners here um, to use your platform to spread my story and my mission and how having cancer has definitely changed my life and how finding faith was a huge, important role in that. And I'm just very grateful to be able to um, collaborate with you tonight on this. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, we're going to go ahead and get started uh, and just jump right in with the interview. Um, I want you mm-hmm. to... To, we're going to go back a little bit, okay? We're going to go back in time. Okay. I want you to think about when you first started writing, when this happened to you. Uh, I want you to share with the listener, w- listeners what was your inspiration for writing The Enemy Inside? Um, so I, when I first initially started writing, I was in like the sixth grade, and I kind of didn't really know if I was good or not, but I had a teacher. Her name was Miss Rabazine in sixth grade. And um, I wrote a sentence, and it was something like, I had one shoe off and the other uh, on. And uh, she was just raving about how great it was and how specific and detailed it was in this little essay I wrote. So I just kind of figured that I could, you know, be really detailed about stuff. So I started writing more things and experimenting with it. So that's how I initially started falling in love with writing and knew that I was a really good creative writer and could be descriptive. But my entire inspiration for writing The Enemy Inside Me, uh, it's a true story. So it's about me being in Iraq and coming back with Ewing sarcoma cancer. And uh, The Enemy Inside Me is a metaphor for myself. Um, It's just whatever is trying to stop you or trying to hinder you and not allow you to be the best version of yourself. And, of course, everybody um, has 
that type of enemy. It might not be cancer, but it might be self-doubt or it might be, you know, like physical abuse or a drug habit or something. So it's a metaphor for whatever is stopping you from being the best version of yourself. Uh, but that's what my um, story was definitely about. Awesome. You know, we hear all the time that uh, you hear the, you hear the saying, "You're your own worst enemy." And so when I when I mm-hmm. think about that, you know, just from what you just said, sometimes it may not be cancer; it could be self doubt, it could be drugs, and it could be an addiction of some kind. Mm-hmm. Um, anything that's right. hindering you and holding you back or delaying you from being great and being all that God has called you to be is. You, exactly. That safe to say those things, those are things that you can say are the enemy that are you know that could be lurking inside of. Mhm. Yep. And that's what it's about. It's just about pushing past that initial um, setback that you have because I don't know. It's my favorite quote: "Is never make any permanent decisions off of temporary feelings or events or situations." So just being able to look past what's currently happening and live for the future and know that what is happening to you is just a chapter in your life. It's not the entire story. Wow. Okay. Now, yeah. you've been writing, you've been speaking, you went to India, you went all these amazing yes. <laughs> to share your story uh-huh. and your testimony. So now looking back, if there is one teeny tiny thing that you could tell your younger writing self, what would that be? Uh, Telling my younger self, um, to just be authentic, to read a lot more, to um, not be scared to go against the grain. Because before, you know, before I had cancer, I was a a really big people pleaser. I always was doing and writing what people wanted me to write or saying what I wanted to do or say or, you know, just uh, appeasing everybody else. But after I had cancer, uh, you know, life's too short, so I just want to live my true self, and I would definitely tell my younger self to explore more of that and be comfortable, you know, um, testing the limits of certain things and going against the grain. So just being yourself more, my younger Brandy self. That's what I would tell her. Okay. So we know the genre of your book is nonfiction. It's a true story, a memoir, if you will. Now, um, the message behind the book that you are trying to portray to the readers, I want you to break that down to our listeners and and just really explain to them what message you want them to walk away with after reading The Enemy Inside. Uh, uh, So the the message I would love to uh, get across is that um, we all have – you know, terrible things that do happen to us. Maybe not terrible, but some sort of degree that you're not prepared for. But um, to continue on with life, because I planned in in my vision, I planned on playing soccer for the Olympics. I planned on doing all these great, amazing things with sports. But God had a different plan, and he wanted me to, uh, you know, take this route of having cancer and then being able to share my story and hopefully encourage others and, and motivate other people. So I would say just, just, I don't know, just roll the punches and just go with it. Don't be upset when things or small setbacks happen because a major comeback might be coming, you know, in the birth of what you yeah. went through. So my story is just, yes, just uh, going with it and just allowing whatever experience and purpose that you're serving to just go through it authentically and experience it and be grateful for it 
and just come out as a as a better person. And not all not everybody that has cancer they die. So when people hear of you know have cancer or hear that somebody has cancer, they always give up on themselves or they write themselves off or other people do that as well. So I just want to encourage other people and let them know that you can survive you know, a, tra- a traumatic event or a major illness and that there's more to come and something great can be, you know, can be created out of it. So just not looking um, past anything and being in the moment and not writing yourself off to continue to push. That's what I hope <laughs> people would get out of this story. Amen. I love that when you say, you know, just because you've gone through a traumatic event, those are some of my favorite words, and I use them often. You know, life is not over. Uh, now, although uh, I had a brother-in-law, my husband lost his brother to cancer, so and, and I have relatives on my mother's mm-hmm. side as well that's been, um, you know, cancer has struck and, you know, has affected their lives. But I love your attitude, and I love your drive, Brandy, um, and, and it just really mm-hmm. – it, it, it exudes when you talk about your situation, and, you know, and I read your book, and I was in tears because I just was able to travel the journey Aww. with you. And um, there's even just, oh, I want to talk a little bit about your introduction. There, there was one part of the introduction that you talked about a young lady named Amanda. You uh-huh. said something yes. there. You, you said something there, and, and I don't. And I want to see if you really caught this. It was during that conversation when you walked away that you realized you were a survivor. Yes, I did it. Yeah, I what couldn't, so. during that conversation that made you feel that way? Uh, so. When I was walking away and I was talking to her, it was just kind of all the entire montage of just everything that had happened just kind of like made full circle. And I was like, I am in the shoes of, you know, everybody else that previously had passed away except for I got to live. And I'm just giving this woman like some hope and some inspiration and letting her know that you have cancer. Yes, you're going to be involved. Yes, you know, you're not going to be the same. You're not going to be the same. Life is not over. So when I realized that I was feeling like this and that I was kind of like this and that was like a vicarious thing that was happening, I just, you know, it just really hit me and I, I made it. I survived, you know, that I, I, I was, I didn't write myself off. I wasn't the victim twice. You know, I did it. And it just really hit home for me when I told her towards the end, you know, I was the one giving her the advice and the shoes were on the other feet. So it was just a very surreal um, experience. And then even, even now when I'm giving advice to uh, cancer patients now or people that have gone through similar situations, I feel like not a hero, but like, I feel like, you know, I've earned my stripes and I can give them some good credit because I went through a very, very, very rough batch of chemotherapy and treatment of a very rigorous, um, regiment that's not normal for the amount of treatment that I had. So I feel like I, you know, I did it. <laughs> I really did it. And I'm very, I was very proud of myself. But that was a, a very sobering moment at that time when I was speaking to Amanda. I need to reach out to her. I haven't, you know, talked to her since. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. hey, that may be a little sign right there, you know. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I got to find her. project. <laughs> And just uh, just to hear you talk about your story, like I said, it's just so empowering to that you know the hope that you give to others. You know, you and I have a mutual friend, 
um, that's battling um, the mm-hmm. very same diagnosis, and um, and and I think no, I know for a fact, Brandy, that the the conversations that you've had with her, um, it's really encouraged her and it's really inspired her. And I and I'm sure she's very vocal and she probably told you that, but I just want to pass that message along to you as well to let you know. And I want to say thank you because she's very dear to my heart and I love her dearly. Yes. And so I just want to say thank you so much for being there for her and, and giving her those words of encouragement. And you know, and I want to ask that you continue to pray for her as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I when I found out she had a sarcoma, I yeah. When I found out she had sarcoma, I was just trying my best to be there for her, let her know, because she had a lot of questions about the the, the regimen and the different types of treatment or the chemotherapy she was going to have. So I was able to you know inform her about what I had because we didn't have the exact same type, but I had a soft tissue cancer like her. So I was just you know trying yeah. to give her hope because when you read those. Um, the stories or you read the, um, the the stuff online, it all says that you're going to die. So I was just telling you, like, you know, don't get caught up in what you're reading because she survived cancer six other, six or five other times. So I was just yes. trying to, you know, yes. encourage her that, yeah, that this is a rare type of cancer, but you're not going to die. Don't write yourself off. You know, still laugh, still be happy, still have something to live for, have a strong um, support system, which is really important when you're going through something like this, because you, it's just it's just so much, you know. And you really need somebody who is or a strong committee or you know uh, support system that's going to be there for you. It's really hard. You know, you talk about support system, and and that is so true. And you just said something that um, everything that you read about this particular type of diagnosis, uh, most people die. So um, fear, mm-hmm. false evidence appearing real. How were you able to just mm-hmm. press that fear? And I read in your book where you said laugh a lot. Just laugh, you know, mm-hmm. surround yourself with positive things, positive thoughts. So, um, you know, and, and thanks be to God you were able to do that and pull through. So that's very, that was very important during your recovery, right? Very important, yes. Um, I laughed so much, and I know when people hear hear about you know my story and what I went through and stuff, it was a very sobering experience. But I do say like cancer changed me for the better. It kind of saved my life. It made me appreciate life a lot more, and I just I'm a, an entirely different person, you know, than I was before you know 10 years ago. But I I've definitely uh, for me the regiment of I just changed everything. I, I stopped eating bad food. I started working out better. I started laughing a lot. I changed uh, the way my thought process was. I became more optimistic. I think there's just a huge recipe on just in general, you know, trying to live your best life and trying to be healthy for yourself so things like this don't come about again, hopefully. <laughs> I hope. But, no, yeah, it so won't. It won't definitely yeah, you know, that's right. key thing for me. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's another that, thing that, I was telling Shatrice was laughing a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, she's taking everything that you said to heart. <laughs> and I know. She's, and she's doing yeah, it. She, I'm so happy for her. She is. And she's in a great place emotionally and mentally as well. So now, um, 
things that are motivating you right now to just keep pressing forward and continue with your writing and your speaking, what are some of those things that are motivating you to just keep pressing forward? Um, things are just showing people that you can have anything against your back and you can be against all the odds in the world and you can still come up on top. So I'm just, I'm really happy that I'm able to um, uh, have the cancer community reach out to me or people that are going through traumatic events are reaching out to me. And I'm happy that I'm able to give them advice about things and that they're listening to what I have to say and that what I went through wasn't in vain, that, you know, my story is changing lives and it's, you know, it's, in a, it's, a, it's on a, a global level now since I've been in India. Now I can say I'm internationally known. So, yes, but, that's right. You know, and I feel like, yes, yeah, so it's, I feel like my story is helping other people. I just had a gentleman about two days ago who wrote me on Facebook, really long, long uh, uh, message, but it was just about how he had just been diagnosed with Ewing sarcoma cancer. Um, they removed his femur and his hip, or so basically they replaced his entire leg. Uh, and he's, he's an amputee now, and he's just like lost all hope, and he has two young boys, and He's really scared that it's going to return, and he's, you know, he's digging deep in faith, and he was just, you can tell that he was just really upset about what was going on, and he's like, I'm really inspired that even through your story, you know, you're touching me, and I was really, you know, I felt a lot of, um, not a lot of, wow, you know, there's people looking up to me that I don't even know, so I'm trying to be a put pillar of an example for these people that are going through these situations, so it's very, uh it's humbling. It's a humbling thing, and I'm very grateful to be able to speak on uh, the cancer community or people that have this type of cancer's um, behalf, trying to help. Well, you have been, and you've been very productive and very positive, and you say you feel like a hero, but you are, you know, because your testimony, you know, I heard you say earlier, you know, you had all these plans of doing all these great things and sports, The guy had a different plan. And and I want you to mm-hmm. think about it. It's just all for such a time as this, for you to be able to share your journey and share your testimony mm-hmm. because they need you. There, there, there's a community of people out there that need to hear your story. So whatever you do, Brandy, don't stop talking about it. Don't shop, don't stop sharing your journey. And you know, just and just keep pressing forward. God is going to make a way, mm-hmm. you know, and provide for you the things that you need, just continue doing the things that you're doing. Right. Thank you. And I am. I will. I'm on a mission right now. <laughs> I have a lot of fire behind <laughs> me, so I'm not stuck in <laughs> Now let's talk about some people that inspire you. Uh, who are some of the authors that, that really just, you know, just keep giving you the, the inspiration that you need to keep going? Um, who inspires me? Um, my I have a lot of people that inspire me. I have lots of friends, I have relatives, I have my family members, but it's all like different areas. So it could be like my nephews and they inspire me to be more uh creative and be more carefree and I have a couple of friends that are like in the film industry and they inspire me to push past, you know, my my limits that I set myself and push the bar even higher. I uh, have I have um, inspiration and encouragement from family members, you know, to be grounded and humble, but still, you know, uh, still fight for what I believe in. So I just have um, inspiration from all around, just a total 360. 
for me. But um, so that's family and friends, and um, I definitely love to read Chuck Palahniuk. He's a fiction writer, and he's very descriptive, and he's very graphic with the way he writes, and so that's who I kind of try to mimic when I am writing nonfiction, because nonfiction can be a little bit, you know, kind of boring if you don't throw some color yeah. and some excitement in it. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, so I definitely try to impl- in, implement and um, employ those those tools into my writing, for sure. Wow. Now, um, I know, uh, and I'm sure, Brandy, you know, just receiving this diagnosis, diagnosis as you were fighting uh, a fighting award, or you're an Army veteran, so we, we have that in common. And, uh, you know, just mm-hmm. being over there in Iraq already, how how was your family able to deal with the news? You know, uh, I mean, you were already over there, like you said, fighting one war, and then, wow, all of a sudden you get this news and this diagnosis, you know, so then you began fighting a different kind of war. Mm-hmm. I was definitely not prepared for the enemy inside me or the attack from within, not all, because I didn't go to school on how to beat cancer or, you know, any terminal illness that was going to strike any time in my, you know, my prime when I'm living like the best life I could, you know, then I thought, so I really wasn't prepared on how to approach this or what to do at all, and neither was my family, and I know, I think it was like two years prior before I got sick or three years. My grandfather had passed away. He had throat cancer, and he was really strong, and, you know, he coined some really great things, and spirit, spirit had some, um, a rape crisis uh, intervention center in Hawaii, so he did great things, and he was this big, tall police officer, and he withered away, you know, quickly. So I was definitely thinking I was going to die for a while. I was like, if he is, if, and he was a great man. If he is such a great man, and he is so amazing and humble, and, you know, he started all these great things, and his time is up, like, and he couldn't he couldn't beat the cancer that was stealing his life away. And I had a rare aggressive cancer that, you know, was threatening my life and, and uh, you know, going to spread to my lungs, to my spinal cord, to my brain stem. I for sure was going to, I was, you know, I, I really thought I was going to die. But nobody was really prepared for it, you know, because when you hear cancer, yeah. you automatically think that someone's going to yeah. pass away. You don't think they're going to live. You know, right. especially something really yeah. harsh like the one that I had. So I was just, you know, I, I wasn't prepared. I really wasn't. And I just kind of, like, it was all happening so quickly. And uh, the doctors were basically writing me off. And I remember being in the hospital, and they kept coming in. They would come in, like, twice a day for, like, a month and a half straight. And they would always ask me to update my will and make sure whatever I had on it was okay. Are they? Am I sure this is what I wanted? And I'm like, oh, my God, like. Even the doctors think I'm going to die. Everybody's writing me off, you know, and I was like, I can't, I can't give up on myself. So not, that was just not an option. And I'm somebody who's very competitive. So I was like, I have to beat this. I have to prove the doctors wrong. I have to, you know, um, be a survivor. I have to do this for myself. I have to do it for my nephew who's only three years old. He's never going to get to know me. But it was just, I just, I, I, I was not prepared at all, but I made it. So. Whatever I did, it was. Yes. <laughs> yes, you did. You know, uh, just listening to you say that, you know, this, you know, it goes back to what I read, to, you know, in our scripture about waiting. Waiting wins because it's what you did through the mm-hmm. waiting. You did not give up. You did not 
count yourself out. No matter what you heard with your physical ears, you were able to push past that and hear the voice of God calling you to greater, saying, my daughter, you're my daughter. Mm -hmm. You know, I got you. I got you. And I'm going to get you through this. I just need you to trust me. And no matter what you hear Mm -hmm. or what you see, remember that waiting wins. And that is exactly, exactly what happened. Right. Well, I tell you, you know, this has been, uh, you know, just such an awesome, awesome testimony. And I want to remind our, uh, our listeners, we are we are opening up our phone line. So if you are listening and you have a question or a comment, I invite you to dial in at 657-383-0898. Again, the number to dial in is 657-383-0898. I guess today, Ms. Brandy Benson, she's here to discuss her book, The Enemy Inside Me, A Young Soldier's Unexpected Battle with Cancer. Um, she tells us and takes us on a journey and, and just it explains how she had just recently come into her new life as a soldier in the United States Army where she was actually deployed to Iraq just months after uh, finishing up basic training. Uh, she talks about uh, the mental picture of the threats that she might face that dealt with M16s and hand grenades and landmines. But little did she know there was a different type of war that she was going to be facing, that she was going to be on the front lines dealing with, and that the weapons that she would uh, would use would consist of hope and faith and strength like never before. So this memoir is very moving, mm-hmm. um, but yet a true account of her fight with cancer that begins miles away from the enemy lines. And I tell you guys, this 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 memoir is is it just touches your heart. Um, she really just opens up and and lets you in on the journey with her. So again, the number to dial in is six five seven three eight three zero eight nine eight. Okay, Brandy. So. I know you do a lot of things. You know, I've been keeping up with you, and uh, we had we had brunch. It was really nice, you know, just to sit down and talk with you. And let's talk about some things that you do in your spare time that does not include writing or speaking. Like, what things do you do to just kind of help you relax and, and unwind? Um, gosh, I don't even think there's like an unwind button with me. I'm always go, 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 go. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I, I go to the gym a lot. I work out. Um, right now I'm training. Well, not quite yet, but there's a Paralympics that are, they're coming up next year. So I'm kind of getting into the groove with that. So I'm working out a lot more and I want to compete competitively. Um, I just found out maybe last year sometime that I was able to do this and that I qualify for a couple of different events for that. So my dream of competing in sports is not over. So I'm definitely trying to rekindle that flame. So I'm training right now. Um, I do a little bit of reading. Um, I do a lot of cleaning. I love to clean. So I'm always (laughs) cleaning and uh, organizing stuff and uh, reading up on different things. And uh, I'm really into right now about like the body and energy and our chakras. Um, yeah, wow. so yeah. 
kind of like a little nerd on this side, but everything is it's going <laughs> it's going good. And and right now I'm just I'm so focused right now on trying to you know create brand awareness and a stronger brand and trying to get my story out to different outlets over here. So everything right now has just been um, like really focused on um, trying to spread my story and trying to get on as many outlets that I can over here in Savannah and uh, different areas, of course, you know, out of state and other areas. So that's all I'm doing right now. I'm just like hyperly focused on my goals and my mission and spreading my story and trying to get things, you know, moving and going so I can have a huge momentum when I want to slow down. Well, we're going to be, um, I'm going to be having an event soon, and, and more to follow on that, okay? You and I will be, you know, we'll be meeting, and, and I'll be um, giving you more details, and we're going to have a guest panelist, and so we'd love to have you on as one of our guest panelists, oh, but again, yeah, we'll, we'll talk more about that uh, offline. Um Let's mm-hmm. let's let's move on. Uh, I want you to. There may be some listeners who uh, who have a story. They may be battling, you know, mm-hmm. with the, with the diagnosis uh, of cancer, and they may want to tell their story and, and to inspire someone. So, what words of inspiration and motivation would you like to share with those who may be listening? Uh, I would say, if it's Everything is worthy of documenting it, but I would definitely say start a journal. Write down your feelings and how you're feeling, like what you're going through, because it can be very therapeutic on uh, what you're putting on paper. So for me, like I'm not uh, great at like expressing how I feel with my like verbally, but I can write it out very well. So and I discovered that you know 10 years ago when I was writing this um, with my story. At first, it started out as a journal, and then. I made a promise to myself that if indeed I got to live, that I was going to change these journals into an actual book. And lo and behold, I got to live, so it became a book. But I'm getting, yes, getting my story out on paper and just writing it down and not having to, uh, like, have to face what somebody else was. Because, so, again, I'm somebody who, like, appeases people. I'm a people pleaser, so when I say things, sometimes they may not be the entire truth because I don't want to hurt their feelings. But if it's on paper, you can say whatever you want because the paper is not going to have hard feelings. They're not going to be upset or mad about anything. So getting it out on paper was very ther- therapeutic for myself, and it really helped me um, process my feelings and what I was going through. And, and then I could read it back, you know, and uh, regurgitate what I was writing and understand what I was doing. It's just this uh, a nice little therapeutic way of me processing how I was feeling. So I would tell people to write it on paper and see, you know, how you're really feeling and what's going on and then judge it yeah. from there. So get it out. Mm-hmm. That's great. Good advice. Good advice. So listen, if you're going through something, anything, it may, like she said, it may not even be a cancer diagnosis, just whatever that enemy is that, that, that's holding you back and that's hindering you and you feel like you want to share your testimony, Start a journal, write down everything, what you're feeling, what, what you're dealing with, the things that you're going through. Um, like she said, just get it out. And um, now I want you to um, talk about any upcoming events that you have, and also I want you to share with the listeners how they can connect with you and purchase your book. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have an event coming up on July 21st. 
Um, I, uh, I don't don't know if we have a location yet, but we have one on July 21st. I have another one coming up August 29th, and that one's going to be at the Civic Center here in Savannah, Georgia. Um, that one's about breaking barriers and I believe like emotional wellness and health. I believe I have to look and see exactly what the topic is. Um, okay. What else do I have coming up? Okay. Uh, those two events, I know for sure. I have a couple of other things in my calendar that we're not too sure about. Um, and um, I can be reached on Facebook. It's Brandy L. Benson, and on Instagram, it's Brandy L. Benson. And I'll give them your website as well. Oh yeah, it is. of course. Brandy at brandylbenson.com is my um, email address, my personal email address. I would give out All my right. phone number, but uh, that would be a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> No, not the phone number yet. Yeah, I'm already getting some some crazy emails already, so the direct line might not be so good. No, trust me, no, not the not the phone number. So she's giving you um, all her information on how to connect with her. So if you're out there, you're listening, and you want to connect with Brandy, I really encourage you Mm -hmm. to do so. If you're going through a cancer diagnosis of any kind, you just need some encouragement, and just want someone to talk to. You know, just to kind of hear their their personal experiences of how they went from tragedy to triumph. Then, please, sir, please, ma'am, connect with Sandy and um, allow her to just minister to you and just share with you her journey of hope and healing and how she, um, you know, stood fast and just held on and didn't give up and didn't give in and she used the power of her words and all of those things that that we talk about all the time when we're talking about making it through a tragic event. So, uh, Brandy, mm-hmm. we are down to our bonus question, our last question, and I want you to uh, right. share, yeah, what does the word conqueror mean to you? Uh, the word conqueror to me means to have resilience. Um, so whatever is going on in your life, you don't fold, you don't crumble, you don't stop. Uh, trying to pursue and trying to achieve your goals. So just being a moving force that takes those bad things that have happened to you in your life and manipulating and moving them and to make those things work for you and uh, to incorporate into your story in in a positive way. Amen. Awesome, awesome definition of what that means. And I want to just let you know, Randy, that you are the epitome of, of a true survivor, and I just want to say thank you so much for just sharing your testament of hope and healing, and I want to encourage you to just keep pushing forward. Thank you for sharing your heart and your journey with us and our listeners on this evening, and I want to personally just encourage you, you know, to just keep pressing forward as you are truly making an impact in the kingdom. Keep teaching those that you come in contact with. Keep inspiring those that you speak to, uh, that you mentor, and just, uh, you know, continue to, to do God's work. And just thank you so much for being a guest on the show. It's been an honor to have you. Thank you so much for having me, Twyla. I really, really, really appreciate it so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
Okay, everyone, that is our show for this evening. Uh, thank you guys for listening in to the Conference Cafe show. Be sure to visit www.conferencecafe.com and check out our resources, our prior shows, as well as our bonus content. And while you are there, do not forget to subscribe to our website, you know, just so that you can stay updated on all of the great things that we're doing. We truly enjoyed you all on this evening. Do not forget to join us right here every Sunday evening at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time for amazing testimonies of Hope and Pills. Again, we want to just thank our special guest, Ms. Brandy Benson, the author of The Enemy Inside Me, A Young Soldier's Unexpected Battle with Cancer. I encourage you guys to please uh, reach out to her. And as we close, I just want you all to remember, we all know that life can sometimes present a series of events that can lead us down certain paths in life that can lead to discouragement, it can lead to frustration, and even sometimes destruction. We must remember that it is our relationship with God that sustains us when we reach our limits and want to quit on this journey. You can do two things. You can stand firm dig deep and keep persevering, or you can turn back to those familiar things that were not good for you. Remember, the choice that you make has the power to alter the course of your destiny for the rest of your life. Have an amazing week, and remember to keep making the impossible possible by spreading your own broken wings as you continue to soar by the power of God transforming your tragedy into empowering moments. Until next time, I'm your host, Twyla Reed, your tragedy to strategy mentor. For speaking engagements or consultations, please email me at info at twylareed.com. And if you have a testimony of coping healing that you would like to share with the world, let's connect. Until next time, good night, take care, may God bless you, and heaven smile upon A little bit, y'all. Come on, everybody, sing it. I've got it.
Everybody! 